Welcome to Growing Bolder, a new podcast that celebrates the wonderful ways people are living life after 50. I'm your host, Linda Robson, and over the next six episodes, I'll be chatting to people who have all found a new lease of life, pursuing inspiring and entertaining passions and pastimes. This podcast is brought to you by Zesty Life, life insurance for the over 50s without the weight, so you can get on with something more interesting. I'm joined today by Jane Beadle, who first appeared on our screens back in 2016 when she took part in Series 7 of The Great British Bake Off. After running a successful garden design business for many years, at the age of 65, Jane swapped her spade for a spatula and has launched her very own small cookery business. Hello, Jane, and welcome to Growing Boulder. You're our very first guest on the show, and we are delighted to have you. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, Linda. Thank you. How are you? Lovely to meet you. And lovely to meet you too. And what part of the world do you live in? I moved down to Kent, down to Faversham, not far, about 10 miles from Canterbury in 2016. Uh, No, I lie. It wasn't 2016. It was when I was on the show. 2018, we moved down here. And I absolutely love it. Have you got a lot of countryside around you? A lot of countryside, a little less countryside than when we first moved in because they're doing a lot of house building down here. Because oh, are they? I'm not going to say because it's so beautiful and we're so convenient for London because then more people will come down here. Yes. But it is. It's beautiful and people are really friendly. I've never been made to feel more welcome, to be honest. And I think I always know more people and you can't walk across town without bumping into somebody. It always takes you sort of half an hour longer than you thought it would you have to almost go incognito if you're in a hurry. Mm. And tell me a little bit about your family. You've got two children, haven't you? Yes, I have. I have Amy, who is my oldest, who is absolutely gorgeous, but she's also quite bright. She's a physicist and she's currently in Barcelona, working on a four-year grant over there at the University of Barcelona. And that's my great sadness during lockdown is that we don't get to see her very often. This time last year, we, we were in Barcelona and, of course, there's no travel now. And she's adorable. And thank heavens for Zoom because we talk to her every week. And my son, Henry, who is now 27 and he works in the advertising business and he is living in South London. So we see him more frequently, but yeah. again, we haven't seen him since Christmas. So tell me a little bit about your gardening. You used to be a garden designer, didn't you? Well, I did. It started the whole start of the journey. And and the journey, including Bake Off, is all linked, really. I worked in advertising for years and years and years. And when Amy was tiny, she used to go to a childminder and I'd carry on going up to London. And then Henry popped along, which made life a little bit more difficult. And the company I was working for went bust. And I was sitting with a friend of mine whose youngest daughter was the same age as Henry, and we were bemoaning the fact that we were going to have to go back to work properly when they went to school. Henry was just four, and her daughter was four. And we were sitting there just having a cup of tea in the garden, and the cup of tea sort of drifted into a glass of wine as it got nearer to five o'clock, as it used to, doesn't anymore. And we were saying, well, we don't really want to go back to London. What can we do? What do we both love doing? And we decided it was gardening. And at that time, I lived in South London and a lot of people were very busy. They didn't have time to do their gardens because they were commuting or elderly and, again, couldn't get out and do their gardens. So we thought, well, why don't we just start a little garden maintenance business? It will fit really well with the kids because we can cut our day short to pick them up or we can do less during the school holidays. 
And we put out some flyers for garden tidy up. So this would have been in September. And within a week, we had enough work to keep us busy. It was quite incredible. I think people liked the idea that it was women. They felt safe having women around. I don't know yeah. why. We were less threatening. I suppose we were quite jolly. My friend Harriet was absolutely delightful. So um, we started that then. So that would have been, oh, I don't know. Gosh, I, my maths now is, is hopeless. But Henry been four, so about... Yeah, 20 odd years ago, I suppose, for 24 years ago. But we had a brilliant time. I absolutely loved it. Okay. And how did you go from a spade to a spatula? My father, my grandfather owned a bakery um, in Hastings many, 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 many years ago. And my dad, they they were lucky. They had sort of shops and the bakery and and they would deliver to the shops and the cafes. Um, It was nice. I don't know how many they had. Six or eight shops and cafes, I suppose. And my dad was being trained to take over the business from my grandfather. Uh, So he would work either delivering the bread early in the morning or making the bread or just every department in the bakery. So he always brought yummy things home and he loved decorating cakes. Uh, He was never the greatest, but he loved it. So he would make our cakes so, yeah, I've been baking for years and got my love from them, really. My daughter's taken up baking as well in lockdown. So oh, she's, she? Yeah, and she's vegan, so she's made some really lovely vegan cakes. And she gets really upset if they're not perfect and chucks them in the bin. I keep saying, no, don't chuck them away. We'll eat it. But, um, I'm not a great baker, and there's a bit of a competition between me and the other nanny. There's Nanny Brenda and Nanny Linda. So when I bake cakes with my granddaughters, they go, Nanny Brenda doesn't do it like that. I said, no, well, Nanny Linda does. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so tell us a bit about Bake Off. How did you become one of the contestants on there? Well, again, it was my friend Harriet. Um, I have to blame her for... She's got a lot to answer for, that Harriet. She has a lot to answer for. She's one of these people that everybody hates to have as a friend because she's slim she's beautiful she can eat whatever she likes and doesn't put any weight on in oh, fact I hate her really. and you just hate her yeah and in fact you can't hate her because <laughs> she's so lovely yeah so she i didn't really get back into baking again you know when you're sort of in your 20s and yeah life's you know different isn't it you're going out and having fun and doing whatever and i was quite a bit older when i had my kids so i was in my 30s and I got back into baking then. I was one of these competitive mothers, I suppose. Oh, no. <laughs> so I did quite a lot of baking for the kids and when their friends came around to tea and anything left over, I would take to keep Harriet going for her mid-morning snack. And she then started watching Bake Off. Now, I didn't watch Bake Off Series 1 or much of Series 2, uh, but she kept on nagging me, you must watch Bake Off, it's lovely, You must. it'll be just your thing. And then once I did, she would say, you must go on to Bake Off, apply for Bake Off. You'd be great on Bake Off. To be honest, it's not the sort of thing I would ever have considered. But she went on and on and on about it so much. And I thought, do you know what? It looks such fun. It's so easy. And I thought, you know, it looks so much fun. And I don't want to get to the end of my days thinking, I wish I'd done whatever. And the only thing that was stopping me was me. So I applied for Series 4 and naively 
I thought the application form was fine. It's very, very long, but you have to send photos in. And I thought, I've got one photo of Amy's 21st birthday cake, which I was very pleased with. And of course, that's it. They're going to love that. And I'll be in instantly. Well, of course, I wasn't. And one photo simply didn't cut it. So then I didn't apply the following year. So series five, I then applied for series six and got a little bit further in the process, but not terribly far. And then I thought, do you know what? I'm really going to give this the best shot. You know, there's no point going in half. Do you have to bake and send them a picture of what you've baked? Well, I suppose with most applications these days, if you can say that you can bake a loaf of bread, you send a picture of a loaf of bread to prove that you can. So everything's visual these days, isn't it? So I think they just want lots and lots of photos of things that you have made. And how long does it take, like from beginning to the end of the Bake Off? How, how many days? Well, for the filming? Yeah. Uh, well, as you see it, really, it's 10 weeks. Oh, is so it? Yeah. You, yeah. So you do, you record a, an episode every week. You have a bit of a run up. We had a five week run up to it from knowing that we were going to be in to the time we started filming. Is there anyone in your life that you can talk about that's really been an inspiration to you? Well, I would always say my dad. Bless my mum. She was she was great. My mum was always there. But my dad was a real trooper, you know. They had a lot of tough times in their life, one way and another. And whenever my father got knocked back by anything, he'd shake himself off and he'd go, right, okay. Well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do twice as good tomorrow. Um, so he ended up being a bit of a salesman. And if he ever lost a client, he would say, right, okay, well, that's water under the bridge. I'm just going to pick myself up and keep going. And I think I was always so impressed by that. Yeah. That he couldn't just sit back and moan about things. I know he always told a story. He was somewhere. He used to go into cash and carries and do the merchandising or whatever, travel around, all around the South Coast. And somebody said to him, oh, what are you doing up that ladder? He said, oh, I've just got to put this box of, I don't know, biscuits or whatever it is up on the shelf or open it up. And he went, oh, you wouldn't catch me going up a ladder. You know, I'm 50 or something. And dad said, yes, but I'm 60. What do you mean you're 50? You know, <laughs> you know if, as long as you feel fit and fine, the only thing that's stopping you going up that ladder is you. And I thought that was brilliant. I mean, he kept on going. The year I was on Bake Off, I was with him and they lived in France at the end of their days and he was on his own. And I went out there for his birthday in May and we went off to the garden centre and bought some plants for the garden and one thing and another. And I had to actually physically restrain him from picking up 25 kilo bags of compost oh, to put no. on the trolley. <laughs> so he was 90, that was, he was 90 then. And uh, I think that's dad just inspired me just regardless, just keep going. If you want to do something, just get on and do it really. Well, Leslie Joseph's mum was 103 when she died, when <gasps> she passed away. And in her 90s, she was still line dancing and playing tennis. <gasps> was she? How fantastic. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It is. And I'm sure Leslie will be too. I think, I'm sure she will yeah. be. And on my 60th birthday, as a birthday present, Lucy Women got me a present and it was jumping out of an aeroplane. 
and I've never been so scared in my whole life because I did, I'm a celebrity in 2012 and we were supposed to jump out of an aeroplane, but because the weather was so bad, we didn't get to do it. So I just happened to mention to one of the researchers one day, I was really disappointed I didn't get to jump out of an aeroplane. And then I opened this card on my 60th birthday and it said, (laughs) you're now going to jump out of a plane. And it was the windiest, coldest day ever. I've never been so scared in my whole life. My kids were going, mum, you're going to kill yourself. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. But I'd said I'd do it so I got there and um, got into my outfit and everything and we went up in the plane and it was so cloudy first of all when I got to the train station to meet the crew they said oh, I'm not sure if you're going to do it today I said well I'm not going home I'm doing it again tomorrow I'm never doing it today I'm never doing it again so um, we got to do it but um, I felt brilliant afterwards I really did I felt so proud of myself honestly that is really scary because I don't know about you since I've had the kids I can't even stand on the edge of a not even a terribly tall building it makes me feel really queasy so chucking myself out of a plane at 60 would be I'd, I'd oh no I can't imagine doing it now I can't imagine going to the Eiffel Tower tell us what your most memorable moment is from Bake Off? There are so many merely because the experience is extraordinary but you'd think it would be when I got Star Baker or I went back and did a Christmas special which was lovely and and snatched the trophy from Andrew so there was satisfaction. You won the Christmas special didn't you? I won the Christmas special but Andrew and I have this rivalry who really came second on the Bake Off series but you know I don't think there's one special moment. I think for me, and I, this sounds really corny and really sloppy, it was meeting those other people yeah, and, and, and actually having all those new friends. So I've got 11 new friends who I know would be there if I need, if I need them and sharing that experience. It was something I never thought I would do. I thought I would never have the confidence to do it. And I loved every single minute of it, even with all the stress and the messing about. The crew were amazing. And, and many of them had been on, on it since series one. So they knew it inside out and back to front. And I probably found a newfound confidence. You know, as you get older, especially as a woman, I think, you become invisible. But suddenly, going on to Bake Off made me think, do you know what? There's still loads that you can do, as long as we're, thank God, fit and healthy. You can almost do anything you want. And the only thing that's stopping you do anything is you. And yeah. if you do something wonderful, and it doesn't have to be Bake Off, it can be anything, you get valued for the things that you're doing and your enthusiasm. And it doesn't really matter as long as you're loving it and proving to yourself that actually there's still much more life to be lived. And as long as the old legs hold up and hence doing loads of squats by the kitchen while the kettle's boiling, <laughs> so you, you can get up those stairs. There's nothing to stop you trying at least to do anything that you want. And yeah. Bake Off gave me that confidence, I think, and that almost permission to go off and do whatever I want because people luckily loved watching me and loved watching a lot of the older bakers in the tent. And, yeah, just life doesn't finish, does it, at 
50, and as long as you're fit and you're healthy and you can do things, just go out there. I did. I ran the marathon in 2018. I always wanted to do it, always wanted to do it. And through Bake Off, I was given the opportunity. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, and I'll never, ever do it again. But, yeah, if you want to do anything, just get up and do it. And that's what I got out of Bake Off. So that would be my most memorable thing, not an individual moment, just the overall experience. So, Jane, after Bake Off, you then decided to start your own cookery business, didn't you? It's called Jane's Kitchen Kent. Tell us a little bit about that. The opportunities from Bake Off are amazing. You get invited to go along and do things at food festivals. And that, for me, was really scary, standing up in front of people. And suddenly you realise, actually, there's a, there's a whole new life there for you if you want it. We're all given our choices in our life, aren't we? And, and you can choose to say, oh, no, thank you very much. I'm quite happy sitting here in my comfortable little life. Or you can just say, do you know what? That could be really good. And what's the worst that could happen? And there's a lovely quote by uh, Richard Branson, which I, I don't know, really strikes a chord with me. And it it is, if someone offers you an amazing opportunity, but you are not sure you can do it, say yes, then learn how to do it later. So basically to all of us, and I think I would have only had the confidence to do it as I got older. You know, it doesn't matter if you make a complete fool of yourself because no. what the hell, you know, laugh with the people and don't let them just laugh at you and, and slink away. So when I came down here to Kent, I wandered up and introduced myself to some people up at um, Brockdale, uh, which is a place that holds the National Fruit, Fruit Collection here. They've got over 2,200 different varieties of apples up there. Amazing. And they said, oh, would you like to do some children's classes? Because they do a lot for disadvantaged kids that come along for classes and things like that. So I went, oh, yeah, okay. Never having given a children's class in my life. So... Um, we did a series of classes for them. And then I thought, but you know what? I really enjoy doing this. And rather than be trekking backwards and forwards up to South London with my spade, which was becoming tougher and tougher, maybe I could teach cookery. And I, I then, because I'm in a new town, I chat to loads of people and got involved with a wonderful, a lot of entrepreneurial people down here and a lot of entrepreneurial women down here. And she said, well, we've got some space where we are, which is on Monks Hill Farm, which is a, a farm sort of halfway between here and Whitstable and is now, instead of a farm, it's much more of a sort of small artisan group of workshops, really. And then I got swept along with it and thought, well, why not? I, I don't really want to teach masses and masses, but if I can teach two or three times a week and show people how to make bread and chat to all these lovely people who I've met at food festivals or or through Bake Off, and it it just snowballed from there. We start we saw the timing was so bad, so we started building the kitchen just um, before lockdown started last um, February March, and we managed to open September. And we were building up nicely and we did some lovely children's classes for half term at Halloween and then we closed again. <laughs> so oh. um, uh, we're hoping come the 1st of July we'll be able to open again and offer lots of lovely classes. But in the meantime, I've been doing quite a lot of Zoom classes 
the, the advantage of Zoom and lockdown in a way because there's a lot of Americans who watch us are binge watching our series and now we do Zoom classes to lots of Americans who can't come over, obviously, and couldn't afford to, perhaps, anyway. So, yes, I'm hoping that the cookery school will be a huge success when it opens in July, but... Well, I might be your first customer because oh, I need to... Oh, will you? Got to, I've got to beat Nanny Brenda at the baking. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jane, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. And good luck with all your wonderful baking ventures. And I'll see you in July. Oh, Linda, yes. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And definitely come down and visit us in July. It would be just a joy. (laughs) And you'll get to meet my granddaughter. Oh, I look forward to that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much, Jane. Thank you. Brian Boulder has been brought to you by Zesty Life the only over 50s life insurance provider with no waiting period. So what are you waiting for? Get your life insurance sorted out so you can get on with something more interesting. Visit zestylife.com or call the team for free on 0800 1522 to get covered in minutes. On next week's show, I'll be joined by a true icon. Charlie Hydes is a drag performer from Boston who appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race in America. He'll be dishing the dirt on his infamous performing history, his lockdown bingo shows, and how he received a Royal Television Society Award.